honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the SportsStuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you, always, for downloading and listening to this show. It is a pleasure to be back once again to talk some basketball. I wish under better circumstances, but hey, we got a win this week. Oh yeah, we won a game. Yeah, against the worst team in the league. Or... Well, I don't know. Maybe we're the worst. Maybe they're the worst. Whatever it is. It was the two worst teams in the league, and we happen to come out on the positive end, but there's a little bit of an annoyance in that game, too. There's always something about every game this week that's just kind of like, ah. And Kevin Garnett played zero games once again. Not sure if he's ever going to play again. Just uh, my opinion, unfortunately. I would love to see him back playing, playing again, but this might be it, folks, for Kevin Garnett. We may have seen the last of Raw. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Huh. Maybe he can get that knee right, at least right enough to play some limited minutes next season. But unfortunately, it, right now it doesn't look good, and it's kind of sad. I do apologize that I may have annoyed some of you out there for the <laughs> for giving him the Johnny Flynn Memorial last week. You know what? I had to. I mean, it's like I owed him one for about, you know, for all the stuff he said when he went to the Boston Celtics. And for, I don't know, it's just disappointing that we don't get to see him play at all. It's kind of a bummer even though it's not like he's this difference maker and we're this playoff team or anything. But still, it's just nice to be able to see him play one more time, you know, or, you know, a few more times, so to speak, with in a Timberwolves jersey. It's something to look forward to. And Andrew Wiggins is not exactly playing up to the uh, playing up to the hype either right now. Okay, he's playing fine. I mean, he's not, like, sucking major league or anything, but he's not playing to quite the excitement level that he was about a month and a half ago, and it's kind of a bummer. You know, it, it just is. Uh, it's it's the dog days of the NBA season now for us Wolves fans. It's officially hit that now. And it kind of really started to take place last week, I would say. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say last week. Like, beating the Portland Trailblazers was pretty cool. I remember losing to the Nuggets was really frustrating. But, I mean, I remember, remember how we were in games? And then at, at the, for, the, for a little while that we were keeping opponents under double digits. It was so nice. Or under double digits, under triple digits. It was so nice. And then all of a sudden, here we go right back again. We start allowing 700 trillion points and three-pointers all over the place. And all the novelty of having Garnett back has kind of worn off. Maybe maybe he's not as happy that he's back here. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's fine that he's back here. But it's not really enjoyable right now. It's not an enjoyable season, basically. The way things are going. It's just like we're losing every single game now. And it's like, whatever. It's It sucks. That San Antonio game last week was definitely a symbol of... Uh, a symbol, a... Whatever it is. An icon, a image. <laughs> an image of where this season is right now. It's just not going so well. What's really annoying is remember how the Spurs just schooled the Wolves like Major League last week? Yeah, the Knicks like schooled the, the Spurs right after that. 
That's one of those where you can throw your hands up and just say, okay, well, <laughs> that's nice. The, the Knicks, like, schooled the Spurs, and you got, to <laughs> what's his name, Popovich, being, a, being just a little bit perturbed, just a little bit pissed off at his team after that one for basically, like, not respecting their opponent. It was more like that. Like, they, the Knicks were professional. We weren't. How many times are you going to hear Greg Popovich say the Knicks were professional and we weren't? Wow, I mean that—that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty uh, telling right there for the state of the Spurs. At least at that moment, they're not going to repeat as champions. <laughs> Pardon me. The odds of the Spurs repeating as champions are about one in a bajillion right now. So anyhow, now that I've sidetracked things all over the place, let's get our butts into this week, shall we? Four games to review, four games to preview. Three segment deal. You know the routine. And for the for new listeners, well, that's the routine. <laughs> if there's any new listeners, and maybe there's one or two of you out there, I don't know. Thank thank you all. God bless those of you that have been loyal to this show. God bless you. God bless everyone. Thank you so very much. And again, welcome to some people that might be new. That's how we do it, at least right now. And someday we'll have Marcus the Forecaster back on again. But uh, I'll say this real quick. A shout out to Marcus the Forecaster and Noah. <laughs> Noah Belcher. Marcus Belcher. Noah Belcher. You notice the last name is the same. Yes, we have uh, Marcus welcomed Noah Belcher into the world this past week. So giving him a little congratulations right there to Marcus the Forecaster. He is now a proud papa at the age of 34. So congratulations to Marcus the Forecaster. And also, uh, uh, well, I was going to see him today and wasn't able to. He didn't. Well, he, he wasn't available for whatever reason. Maybe he's busy with something. So hopefully I can see him this week for at, at some point. That would be very cool. Anyhow, I was going to announce that I got to meet Noah. You know, <laughs> he wouldn't know who I am, but yeah, I know he is. Anyhow, Monday, March the 16th, the Brooklyn Nets come to town. Oh, yeah. I picked the Wolves to go 500 this past week. Silly me. <laughs> yeah, silly me indeed. I thought the Wolves might do the little flip-flop deal like the Wild do sometimes, and maybe they would have won tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. Ha! Yeah, right. Yeah. That would be wishful thinking. The Brooklyn Nets are not a good team. Their record's worse than the Charlotte Hornets. They have good players on their team. I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah. They have Joe Johnson. He's a nice player and all. And (laughs) he had a heck of a game, to be quite honest. Him and Kevin Martin kind of dueled it out. It was actually pretty, pretty nice to watch. Kevin Martin, how about this? Doling out the assists this week, and you're going to be hearing a bigger assist total than this one. Six assists against the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, this game was in target center. 23 points for Mr. Kevin Martin. Zach Levine, also a very strong week this week, but a (laughs) strong week on some sides and an unorganized messy week as well. Six turnovers in the game. Just kind of out of position, this and that. He's a work in progress at the point guard position. I ultimately think he's the shooting guard long term. Maybe Kevin Martin eventually comes off the bench, but everybody's like so so amazed at Kevin Martin's scoring ability right now, and that's nice and everything, but ah oh well. The player this week, though, that I think stood out in a huge way was Gorgie Zheng at center. A lot like last season, he's probably going to remain the starting center the rest of the season. I don't expect to see Nikola Pekovic return, and don't be surprised if Nikola Pekovic I'm going to make this prediction. Don't be surprised if last se- or next season is Nikola Pekic's final as an active NBA player. His final season. 
Don't be surprised if it is. That is my prediction. I do predict Nikola Pekovic will be retired uh, two years from, from this date of March. Yes. Yeah. I do think so. Justin Hamilton, solid off the bench, 15 points, 6 rebounds. Kind of about what he's been. Two blocks as well. Gorgie Zheng had four blocks in the game. He was really, really good on the defensive end. Wish there was more going on on the offensive end. Nobody really rebounded well for the Timberwolves. Nobody really rebounded well for the Brooklyn Nets because both teams shot fairly well. The Wolves shot about 47%. Brooklyn Nets, 58%, and that was very telling in this game. The Wolves hung on. Uh, we're, we're doing well for a while. It was kind of an offensive game, but the Nets continued to kind of build a lead, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And by the second half, it was just like, what the hell is this crap? We can't stop anything. They're just throwing the ball up. Nobody's near anybody, and every, and everything's going in. Like Joe Johnson. If Joe Johnson isn't hoisting up threes and they're going in, he's driving through the through the lane and, they're, and putting them in. <laughs> Bogdanovich, we got introduced to him in this game as well. 10 of 15 from the floor, 21 points. Owned the lane against the Timberwolves. Mason Plumlee even got 9 rebounds off the bench. Mr. Slam Dunk champion wannabe of, of the world right there. Brooke Lopez had a really good game and annoyed the hell out of our, our buddy Joe Phillips. Can I, can I, I can agree with that. <laughs> 7 of 8 from the floor. Brooke Lopez, nobody was guarding anybody. Gorgie Zhang's defense... He was blocking shots, but his defense in general wasn't that good. His man, his man-on-man defense wasn't so hot, and that was uh, what Canis Hoopas was saying was so great about Nikola Pekovic. Yeah, he's physical, but people blow by him all the time, so I'm not ready to call Pekovic a good defender. Gorgie Zhang, I, I, I like the shot blocking better than just b- banging into people, I suppose, but nobody played good in this game, to be quite honest, yeah, on, on the defensive side of the ball. Zach Levine... Scoring the ball was entertaining, dunking, driving the lane, this and that, hitting three-pointers, four of six from three. Very strong game on the offensive side of the ball for Mr. Zach Levine. Three of five for Kevin Martin. That was nice to see and all, but the defense sucked hardcore. And that's about the story of the Brooklyn Nets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. When the Nets needed to score, they did. And you know what? They didn't even have to score, but they did anyway. You know what I'm saying? That was pretty much the story of this one. Thaddeus Young led the Nets in Field goal attempts, which is kind of funny. One up with 19 points on the night. Yeah, Thaddeus Young. I barely, I barely remember who he is. And yeah, I never even tweeted his wife like saying "best of luck" in uh, New Jersey. I'm sure she wouldn't have responded anyway. She just responds if I say something bad about Thaddeus Young, and and uh, basically I'm a bad guy. But yeah, that's just good times. Minnesota heads to Toronto, the home of Kamal Hilton. And again, I recommend that you check out the uh, the second show. Well, Kamal Hilton was on the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the courtside podcast with Hank McCoy and Vince Germano, the people's champ. Yes, sir. When, I mean, as good a basketball show as you'll find out there, Hank hails from Sydney and Vince hails from Victoria, which is a suburb of Melbourne, Australia. Very cool. And Kamal Hilton from Toronto, Ontario. Yes, sir. A very entertaining guy. Very knowledgeable about basketball. Really nice show. It was a mini-sode version of the Courtside Podcast. There's the full version of Courtside, and then there's the mini-sode. Oftentimes, they, when they have a guest on, they do both, like they did with me like a while ago. It's so fun. Um, I hope to get on that show again very soon. That would be very cool. That's kind of a little <laughs> hint, a little nudge-nudge. Courtside Podcast. Kamel Hilton, maybe I should have him on here at some point. I think that would be very cool. That would be a smart decision. I think he would like that as well. A very, very well worthwhile listen. Very entertaining. Very fun. Knowledgeable. All the above. 
he writes for NBA Australia and, and, and other blogs out there. And, of course, huge Raptors fan. And he's at every Raptors game as well, covering the Toronto Raptors, who are a very good team out east, without a doubt, in the Eastern Conference, that is. And they won the t- and they won this one 105 to 100. The Wolves represented in this game. Yeah, they represented, but they didn't win. Damn it! <laughs> no, they didn't. Jonas Balucionis had a very, very, very big game for the Toronto Raptors. 15 points, 15 rebounds. Kevin Martin was unbelievable in this game. 50% of his shots from the floor, 14 to 28, 37 points for Kevin Martin. Yes, he is an offensive juggernaut. One of the one of the best. Uh, he matched a season high thirty seven points. One of the best scores the Timberwolves have ever had. But he, you know he had a really good week this week. And yes, he is one of the best scorers the Timberwolves have ever had. Yet he's not somebody I would count on to be our best player. He could be the best scorer. He doesn't have to be the best player. And if he is the best player, we're not that good, unfortunately. And that's just how it is. That's just what the situation is right now. Andrew Wiggins. Played well going into Toronto. Sure, going into his hometown of Toronto, Ontario. Anthony Bennett, by the way, still inactive, still out with injury. What the hell is going on here? It's been almost, it's been like a month now. Yeah, yeah, the trade deadline took place. Anthony Bennett had already been injured when we were, when we acquired Kevin Garnett. Anthony Bennett had already been injured. It's been over a month. They said two weeks for Anthony Bennett. So, not sure what's going on there. Justin Hamilton out with a headache. Yeah, that's uh does it does it get any better? No, it, it really doesn't. I mean you can't make it you just can't make this up. Gary Neal out with injury, Nikola Pakovich, same old story, Robbie Hummel, broken hand, Shabazz Mohammed has been out for a while now. He's out for the season. Uh with a finger injury. That's a pretty bad one, by the way. His finger got caught in the pra- in practice and yeah, that kinda sucks. It's just one one of those really rough situations that you you wish didn't happen, but they did. <laughs> Isn't it just wonderful? It just does, it doesn't get any better, does it, for this team? We'll talk about the guy we acquired for the New York game because he was conveniently close by. Ricky Rubio, back from injury. Hey, Ricky Rubio's back. Eight assists, eight rebounds, two points. Yeah, two points. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all he got, two points. Ah... Uh, you know, this really is the dog days of the NBA season. Andrew Wiggins. Now, let's get back to the topic I was trying to talk about for a moment there. He, uh, yeah, he played well and everything, but only nine field goal attempts, six of nine from the floor. He made two-thirds of his shots. He's got to be more aggressive than that. And, yeah, Kevin Martin was scorching the net, but it's Andrew Wiggins' homecoming. I mean, jeez. I don't know. It's like he didn't even touch the ball hardly half the game. It seemed like zero assists. Never got a chance to really even do much in this game. Wound up with 15 points, five personal fouls. Almost fouled out in this one. He got his fifth personal foul pretty early in the fourth quarter. Sam Mitchell was the coach for this one because Flip Phil Saunders was out with uh, his father being uh, being quite ill right now, and that's quite a shame, without a doubt. We do feel, we do uh, give uh, Flip Saunders all the respect there and wish his father the best. Um, that's another situation there. And uh, lots of homecomings here. Other than that, as I try to <coughs> segue from where I was, Andrew Wiggins again, yep, homecoming. And Anthony Bennett didn't get to have one. 
And Sam Mitchell, the former head coach and coach of the year with the Toronto Raptors, also back in Toronto as a head coach, temporary, one a temporary head coach for the Timberwolves in this one. 19 points for Chase Buttinger, 8 rebounds for him, 3 assists. Buttinger absolutely becoming more of a factor this uh, late in the season. Hopefully he could be a Ricky Davis for somebody where, hey, he, he played well the last couple of months for the Wolves. Hmm. Yeah, let's 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 take on his contract for for one final season when he opts in because he will, and you know he will be an expiring. So maybe it's not the worst thing ever, depending on uh, where we go. Chase Buttinger hit half of his shots. The Wolves in general played extremely well in Toronto, actually a lot better than I certainly expected, a lot better. But they weren't clutched down the stretch, and that, that's what cost them. And of course, they weren't getting the rebounds they needed to. They weren't stopping. <laughs> They weren't making stops when they needed to. DeMar DeRozan owned the Wolves, driving the lane and getting to the free throw line, making all 12 of his shots. And that was kind of all she wrote there. <laughs> Again, kind of the story of the Timberwolves here. When the Raptors needed to score, they did. When we needed to score, well, <laughs> we did sometimes, but not at the end of the game. Just kind of same old story there. Just another game where the better team won, unfortunately. New York Knicks. Minnesota heads to New York. Thursday, March the 19th, back-to-back. I'm like, yeah, we couldn't beat Toronto. Are we going to beat New York? Are we going to get beat now after they beat the San Antonio Spurs in their new phenom? Yeah, their Russian phenom. Huh, a guy that was traded to the uh, from the Timberwolves to the Philadelphia 76ers. Then he went to the Rockets in, in the next trade over there going on. He went to the Rockets. Yeah, I, I believe it was another trade when we traded Corey Brewer. To the Rockets. Somehow, uh, Shved wound up there in some three-team deal. I can't remember exactly what happened. But yeah, I just said his name. <laughs> Alexi Shved. Alexi bleepin' Shved continues to play well in New York City. Uh, yeah, but so did Jeremy Lin. <laughs> okay, I'm being mean, aren't I? Is Jeremy Lin scoring 28 points, or excuse me, 38 points, like all the time with the uh, Houston Rockets or the LA Lakers? No, he isn't, is he? It's something about certain guys that go to New York and they blow up and they play well because the Knicks really suck and they need somebody to play well. That's pretty much what it is. I guess Sved is that guy right now. Who the hell are these people? And why the hell is any team, regardless if it's the New York Knicks, Houston Rockets, Golden Gophers, <laughs> Hopkins Royals, St. Louis Park, whatever the hell they are, Orioles, allowing Alexi Sved to attempt 21 field goal attempts. <laughs> 21 field goal attempts for Alexi Schwett. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay. Andre, Andrea Bargnani. 16 field goal attempts. Langston Galloway. I still don't even know who that is. 21 points. 9 of 20 from the floor. 7 of 21 for Alexi Schwett. He made, or he missed all 7 of his 3 point attempts. The Knicks suck, man. <laughs> they suck. Lou Amundsen with 21 minutes in this game. 9 rebounds for Lou Amundsen. Lou Amundsen! They are the Oakland Raiders of basketball. The New York Knicks are the Oakland Raiders of basketball. Once a proud team, the autumn wind is a Raider. Basically, that's what the New York Knicks were for the NBA back in the day. Back in the day, man. But look at the New York Knicks now. Just look at them. Just look at this. Who the hell is Lance Thomas? And I'm sure somebody out there is going to come and beat me up. Like, who the hell are you to not know who Lance Thomas is, man? He's, he's LT, man. He's blowing people up, man. He's the best player in the league. He's one of the stars out there. He's going to be a stud. Shane Larkin? Heck. The last Larkin that was that was great around here was Gene Larkin. He hit the game-winning hit of the World Series. 
but he was still a, uh, of the 91 World Series for the Twins, by the way. <clears throat> but he, but he still was was a backup player who barely got in, barely got in the game until the last second. <clears throat> Cole Bleepin Aldrich, Bloomington Jefferson, yeah, oh, Bloomington Jefferson's finest. That's great, but it's Cole Aldrich. He'd barely get, he'd barely get his feet wet in the league because he just wasn't good enough. He played 22 minutes in this game, almost 23 minutes. Yeah, great. Well, we beat the Knicks, <laughs> 95-92. I'm glad Kevin Martin, uh, 26 field goal attempts. That, that's great. Just a couple too many there. Maybe give a couple to Gorgie Zhang, who played his ass off. An absolute monster in this game. An absolute monster, w- without a doubt. What's really insulting about this one, though, with watching all these players like we never heard of in a million years, including Sean Kilpatrick, <laughs> Who basically was out there just kind of to be out there for the Timberwolves because he lived two miles, two two hours away from New York City, playing on the uh, and uh, playing in the uh, NBDL. That's who the Wolves signed, by the way, due to all these injuries. It was an injury uh, uh, exception type of deal. The second injury exception we've made this season. Justin Hamilton was the other one. He's been out with migraines. What the hell's going on here? But anyhow, Lorenz, <clears throat> uh, where do I even go? This game went to overtime. That's how... Yeah. Yeah. You watch this brand of basketball and it has to go to overtime to finish. And, and we and we score 95 points. After we score 10 points in overtime. That's how... That's how classy of a game this was. Kevin Martin. Man. 26 field goal attempts. Gorgie Zhang. 9 of 10. 9 of 10 from the floor. Do you think maybe... Just maybe we could like disperse a little bit here. Just a little bit. Kevin Martin had six assists earlier this week. The week that I'm reviewing anyway. He had zero assists against the New York Knicks. Zero. Just shot the ball every time he had it for the most part. That's great. Gorgie Zhang was a monster in this game. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 6 blocks, 2 steals in the game. Was absolutely a joy to watch. Was absolutely the best player on the floor in, in, in every way, shape, and form. Absolutely the star of the game. He when he's playing that well, I I, I say feed feed Gorgi, man, feed him. I mean, he was stuffing Alexi Shved. That was nice to see. Everybody's like, oh, Alexi this, Alexi that. But yeah, he stuffed Shved pretty good there. That was cool. Sure was. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to go anymore. Adrian Payne. Yeah, he got he got blocked pretty bad in the Brooklyn game. I might as well bring that again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he tried to put up one of those baby hook shots, and he just got absolutely smothered. It was so ugly to watch. Like, this guy, this guy, <laughs> Adrian Payne, yeah, he won the, he won the, he, <laughs> he won the Lone Wolf Award last week. He's not going to get it this week. One of three, only 14 minutes in the New York, against the New York Knicks. Did manage to get six rebounds, though, which I do appreciate. Barely visible, though, most of this week, unfortunately. Chase Bunninger hitting double digits again, but had to play 43 minutes to get to get there. Man, oh man, Chase Bunninger. Mm, it's tough. And he did get four steals in the game, which is fantastic. Good for him. He's going to hopefully wind up uh, in a trade of some kind. I, I hope so, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get there or not. Andrew Wiggins was blocked pretty bad, too, in this one. He had a pretty rough night, actually. 4 of 17 from the floor. He was swatted royally in this game by Cole Aldrich. It was pretty embarrassing, actually. <laughs> Cole Aldrich just swatted that crap right out of there. Oh man, it was it was pretty harsh, actually. 
<laughs> didn't really look like much of a challenge. I mean, like Andrew Wiggins, I don't know if he's getting tired or what it is, but he doesn't look like the same guy uh, about two months ago when he was really starting to fly down the key. January into February, he looked so good. Now, it's like, I don't know. But at least the Wolves won the game. <laughs> Thankfully, Mr. Zach Levine clutched down the stretch, getting into the lane, making a couple free throws, and wrapping the game up. Wonderful on that side of things. Because Ricky Rubio was back out again with his ankle. They weren't going to mess around with that. He was sore at that point of time. Zach Levine with four assists in the game. 20 points. Again, clutch. Made all five of his free throws. And good for him there. Absolutely. Andrew Wiggins was good in terms of getting to the line. And he wound up with 20 points in the game. He, he, was, a, he was more aggressive. But man, he just he couldn't get anything in there. And getting blocked is just embarrassed by Cole Aldrich. In that, in that, when he was driving the lane on one of those plays, it was like, oh, man alive. So let's get to the recent game. Sunday, March the 22nd, Minnesota hosts the Charlotte Hornets. And those uniforms are really cool, man. I really like him. Really like them. The Charlotte Hornets. Mo Williams and the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> won their 30th game of the season tonight. That's right, Mo Williams, the former Timberwolf. Wolves looked absolutely awesome. And this one started off really good early on. Even took a lead into halftime, but the second half, especially the third quarter, was pretty much pretty much told the story in this one. Just the same old deal. Gary Neal, really nice to have him back. How nice was it to have Gary Neal back? And he played so well against his team, and then he went down in a heap as he was driving the baseline. His ankle twisted pretty good, and that sucked. He was on the ground, banging his fist on the ground in pain and frustration and anger. I thought I heard him yell, the F word really loud as he was really, really limping hard over to the Wolves bench. They weren't helping him, but boy, was he limping. Uh, you know, he's finally back out there, had a nice game, like I was saying, and just gets hurt right away. Story of the Timberwolves, man. Story of the Timberwolves. Story of the Timberwolves this season. 55% from the floor for the Wolves, but we're not good down the stretch. And it's not because... Not because we weren't making our shots, necessarily, but we weren't stopping the Hornets. We just weren't stopping them at all. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was just disappointing. Kevin Martin, I think, shoots way too much. But then again, maybe I shouldn't say that because he got nine assists in this game, a career high. Nine assists for Kevin Martin. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's like, what, what was he, the point guard tonight? I guess maybe he's better than maybe he's better than Zach Levine, right? I don't know about that. He 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 was good though. He was good in fairness, and we're happy for him. I, I deeply appreciate it. It's a welcome addition to the Timberwolves right now, who desperately need anything they can get. Chase Bunninger, another double-digit game, and he also added five assists and five re- or five points or five oh, just five rebounds. What am I talking about? Chase Bunninger continuing to be good, but certainly not great. He's not aggressive at all. Only five field goal attempts in the game. <sighs> just a tonight was just again the dog days of the Timberwolves. Right now, you know that that's the that's the that's got to be the title of this episode. It's just a dog day, the dog days again. Return for the Timberwolves. Adrian Payne was good uh, getting rebounds. He was he was aggressive when he was on offense, but his defense tonight sucked. It just sucked. He, I mean, he was out of position. He, people were driving past him. People were turning around him. You know, those spin, you know, obviously when people post up and they spin around you, that kind of stuff. 
he just he sucked on defense tonight. Al Jefferson kicked his ass in in a lot of ways. Marvin Williams was was good too, hitting a three really late in the game, which pretty much wrapped things up. But the best player for the uh, if it wasn't Al Jefferson, the best player for the Charlotte Hornets tonight was their sixth man, and that was a man by the name of Mo Williams. That's right, Mo Williams beat his old team. 24 points off the bench in 28 minutes. Made half of his three-point shots. Very clutch down the stretch. You know who Mo Williams kind of reminded me of tonight in a lot of ways? He reminded me of Sam Cassell. And that's kind of how we, who he reminded me with the Wolves in a lot of ways. Not as good. Not as good. And certainly not on a good team or anything. But he kind of reminded me of Sam Cassell. Just a clutch point guard. Uh, a shoot-first point guard who's capable of being a point guard. But it's very clutch down the stretch in a game. A veteran guy who knows, he just knows the game in a lot of ways. Maybe he shoots too much, but he certainly, he certainly is helping the Charlotte Hornets you know, make their way into the postseason here. And I think the Hornets are, are going to make it. I think they are, and I hope they do, to be quite honest. Sure wish Yahoo would update their, their color scheme on the Charlotte page. They still have Bobcats colors, even though the, the Hornets logo is uh, loud and clear right next to them, but, uh, well, it is what it is. Kemba Walker's another guy who always beats the Wolves. He was back and healthy again, and he always beats the Wolves. Hitting clutch shots down the stretch, even threw in eight assists. He got six steals as well, which really was, was really derailing down the stretch in a lot of ways. Nobody majorly stood out in this one, to be quite honest, except, well, I would say Gorgie Zheng was the best player once again but only eight field goal attempts, and that drives me crazy. Just drives me nuts. Give him the damn ball. The other guy who, again, would have been, would have probably continued to be super good. He would have been a nice counter for Mo Williams, and that's the counterpart of the trade, Gary Neal, the former Charlotte Hornet, Gary Neal, who obviously went down in a heap, and that really sucks. Feel for him in a lot of ways. Don't blame anybody in that sense. Really feel bad for him there. Just another chalk it up to bad defense type of game. Just could not guard the perimeter for anything. Couldn't guard the lane. Couldn't guard anything. The Hornets made the shots that they needed to. And they got steals and all that stuff. The Wolves couldn't make any stops. It just was what it was. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up this segment. Lone Wolf Award is going to Gorgie Zhang. He's probably, it seems like as we get later and later into the dog days of the season, Gorgie Zhang picks up a lot of these Lone Wolf Awards. And... Because he's a damn good, you know, he, he's a really good player. And as Pekovic's seasons tend to wrap up around this time of the year, he gets to be the starting center. And I think he should be the starting center long-term for the Timberwolves. Unless, of course, we end up drafting. Unless we end up drafting Okafer or Towns. We'll see what happens if that. If the Wolves head that way, maybe it'll be D'Angelo. I have no idea. We'll talk more and more about the draft as we move on. I finally started looking more and more into it, of course, with the NCAA tournament flashing in the background. My second favorite college team, the Louisville Cardinals, coached by Rick Patino, the Vito Corleone of the Patinos, and Mike, the Michael Corleone is currently coaching the Golden Gophers. So, conveniently, <laughs> you can tell I like the Patinos. Conveniently, Louisville and Minnesota are coached by Patinos. Yes, yes, yes. They are coached by Patinos. So, there you go. Yeah. And uh, I, I know the Gophers did not have a good season this year. In fact, they sucked so bad, they didn't even make it to the NIT. Let's, uh, yeah, it was not a good not a good year for basketball in Minnesota. But there was some positivity with Andrew Wiggins. He's still going to get the rookie of the year and all that. Hopefully, he continues to climb and get better. 
Maybe he'll have a strong month of April to wrap up the season. And I kind of think next year, when we start on a clean slate, it's going to be fun to watch. Adrian Payne's going to have an offseason to develop. Who knows how good he's going to be. Hopefully he can develop into a really nice player. A lot of people do like him a lot, and I'm included in this one. 13-8 and eight again from the floor on the offensive side of the ball and the rebounding, like I was saying. He was very, very strong. It's just defensively, he can be very good, and he can be very Corey Brewer-like. <clears throat> Where, yeah, <laughs> he can be aggressive, and that aggressiveness can sometimes cost him. That's what... It's uh, Corey Brewer's uh, undoing at times on the floor. Lone Wolf Award, Gorgie Zhang, like I said. Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's going to go overall to the injuries. And I'm going to give it to the guys that cannot freaking stay healthy. And I'm going to give it to all of them. And I'm sorry. Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yes, Ricky Rubio, Nikola Pekovic, and Anthony Bleepin' Bennett. And I'm not going to give it to Garnett this time because I gave it to him last time. But this is ridiculous. Rubio can't get his ankle right. He just, and it's frustrating and it's irritating the hell out of me. And it's just killing the viewership of this Timberwolves. Like watching the Wolves is really hard to do right now. Really? Zach Levine a point guard? Great. He's athletic and this and that, but he's not a point guard, man. He's not. Ricky Rubio's bricking all these shots when he is healthy. And he'll get, he'll get assists and all that, but yeah. And Anthony Bennett, like, I don't even know who he is anymore. Like, is he ever going to be healthy again? Or what's the deal? And, of course, Nikola Pekovic, don't even get me started. Oh, man, you know, just just retire, man, seriously, just retire. Uh, that's probably what is going to happen within the next year or two with Mr. Nikola Pekovic. I don't think he gets another contract in the NBA. And I will end the segment with that statement. We'll be back right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. So Alexi Schwed, of all people, scores 20 points against us. Cole Aldridge blocks Andrew Wiggins. What's next? Christian Lehner comes out of retirement and scores 40? Oh, brother. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment. I'll probably keep this a bit brief because I went kind of long on the last segment. And also, you know, this team is just not as fun to cover right now. And it, it's 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 a bummer. It tends to happen like this every single year for about 10 years straight now. Ugh. Well, anyhow, let's get going. Monday, March the 23rd, Minnesota Timberwolves head to Utah. Are we going to win this one? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Former Timberwolves uh, draft pick, Trey Burke, will be on the Utah Jazz still. No more Enos Cantor. Hmm. Eh, yeah, no more Enos Cantor. Who's that guy anyway, right? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, he's doing awfully good for the uh, for the 
Oklahoma City Thunder right now, unfortunately for us. Not understanding why this thing is not doing what it's supposed to. As now the Utah Jazz, 31 and 38. They're actually playing better than I expected they were, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Derek Favor is still hanging around there. Trevor Booker. Burks has been out for a long, long time with his left shoulder. <laughs> so, well, there again, but it's not Trey Burke, it's Burks. Uh, right now, though, Exum and Trey Burke have been manning the point guard position. Oh, goody. And that's pretty much what they've been doing all season. Utah, 2-0 and against the Timberwolves this year. A couple of very icky games, quite honestly. One in, uh, <laughs> You know, I actually picked the Wolves to win both of those games, and they lost both of them. Not fun. Seemed like the Wolves never really play particularly well in Utah. So I guess I'm going to pick the Jazz to sweep the Timberwolves this season, and that really sucks. The Wolves just aren't playing very well right now, and it's hard to really pick a victory. The Jazz are a better team than I thought, too. Trey Burke's been doing fairly well. Dante Exum, all those guys. They've had a, they've had a fairly strong season there in Utah. Stronger than I expected. And that's with giving up Enos Cantor. Like, Trey Burke, nothing special. Only about 13 points and four and a half assists a game. I mean, he doesn't stand out to me like some people would like you to believe. I wish they were good for their sake, but they're not. Exum's not doing all that much either, to be quite honest. They're just winning games. It's all about the young guy. I mean, it's all about Gordon Hayward, could be quite honestly. Or, to be quite honest, pardon me, I'm bouncing all over the place. Rodney Hood, figure I'll check up on him. I mean, I was thinking about him today a bit when I was watching Duke and some of the guys on that team. That sort of remind me of him, but they'll probably have a better career, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. I don't think the Wolves are going to beat the Jazz. I don't, unfortunately. I'm going to go with a... And this game's in Utah, so I'll go with... And with the way the Wolves' defense is going right now, 101 to to uh, 89. That's going to be the final. That's going to be the score. Let's move on if we can. Not sure what is going on right now. This thing is not recovering. There we go. L.A. Lakers come to town. L.A. Lakers come to town. Vince Germano and I will probably have a little conversation. Showtime and T Wolves will finally make a comeback. Friday night. That'll be very very nice. Friday night in the states. Saturday afternoon in Australia. For those of you over there, because I think the listener base may be split in half, but it's probably actually more Australian than than American, I gotta think, to be quite honest, for that show. Not 100% sure, but that's just a hunch. LA Lakers, Fast Break Makers, Kings of the Court, well, not anymore. <laughs> Wednesday, March the 25th, LA Lakers come to town. The Wolves have had decent success against the Lakers this season, because they're not having a good season either. 17-50. and 50, Minnesota is 15-53 and 53 after the Charlotte Hornets lost tonight. Robert Sacre, <laughs> yeah, Carlos Boozer, Wesley Johnson, Wayne Ellington, Clarkson, who's been playing pretty well, uh, Jeremy Lin, all those guys, Ed Davis, ah, uh, you know. Oh, and by the way, Steve Nash officially announced his retirement from basketball. No major surprise there. The Wolves, again, as I said, have played well against the Lakers this season. Remember the night that Kobe broke the major, major milestone, the 30,000 point. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't 30,000. What am I doing? I'm just falling asleep at the wheel here. He became the fourth all-time leading scorer, passing Michael Jordan in the NBA that night. That was pretty exciting for him. The Lakers beat Minnesota 194 on that night. Minnesota beat the Lakers by one point in L.A. November the 28th with Kobe Bryant missing a three-pointer at the buzzer in that situation. 
that was kind of surprising, but then again, it's because he's <clears throat> coming of age, so to speak, unfortunately for him. I think the Wolves win this one. The Wolves always play well against the Lakers now, which is kind of, it sounds crazy compared to what things were about four, about three, four years ago, but, well, lucky for us, it's three, four years ago, and I think the Wolves are going to beat the Lakers in this one. This might end up being a split, a split series, though. Unfortunately for us, so far the road team has won all of them, but I think the home team wins this time. I think the Timberwolves win 105 to 100. 105 to 100 in a fairly entertaining game. <laughs> Notice I keep giving everybody triple digits right now. That's the vibe I'm getting. I mean, I have no reason to believe that they won't. 105 to 100. I think that, uh, I don't even know who is going to do well in this one. Gorgie Zhang will probably do well against their not so good big men. Uh, to be quite honest, sorry to annoy uh, Vince with that one, but maybe he'll agree. Kevin Martin will probably be a factor, as he usually is, <laughs> as he usually is against the Lakers, and and uh, just how he's been playing well in general. Not sure if Ricky Rubio is going to be playing or not. Wiggins will probably do something out there, but I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say 15 to 20 points. I mean, uh, that's about what he's been doing anyway, which isn't bad. But certainly not as exciting as it has been, unfortunately for us. That's what kind of game that'll be, though. 105 to 100, Minnesota heading to Houston. Not liking these matchups to wrap up this week. Oh, no. Friday, March the 27th, Minnesota heads to Houston. Loss. Yeah, uh, they're just going to lose. Houston's extremely deep. Josh Smith, Corey Brewer. Those are just the guys coming off the bench for the most part with the Houston Rockets. You still have Dwight Howard. You have James. James Harden, you have Patrick Beverly, Jason Terry hitting three-pointers like crazy, Trevor Ariza. Oh, do I have to keep bouncing around all over the place? Terrence Jones, who's kicked the Wolves' butts, but then again, he's out with a partially collapsed lung. I don't think he's going to be recovering from that one, unfortunately for him. Matis Yunus seems to always do well against us. Rockets are going to beat the Timberwolves. Is there any doubt? Get your brooms out, Houston. Get your brooms out. Every single game, the Houston Rockets not only scored triple digits, but they got into the teens. 113-100 to on November the 12th. 114-112 to in overtime in Minnesota. Both of the first two games are in Minnesota. 114 for Houston in that one. 113 for Houston on February the 23rd. The Wolves scored triple digits in all the games as well, but I think the Houston Rockets whip out the brooms. There's no Corey Brewer to score 51 points this time. Wolves lose, and the Brockets sweep the Timberwolves. Well, it's either 113 or 114, so let's go with 114, since it was 113 twice. 114 to 100, Houston defeats the Timberwolves. Might even be 114 to 90, for all we know. But I'll go with 100. I'll be nice. I think the Wolves score some points. Kevin Martin will score against his former team. Sure he will. Uh, Gorgie Zhang is going to have a good night against the Rockets, I think, but I think he'll, he'll also be beaten pretty good as well by Montejunas. This is going to be a nice matchup between those two. That's going to be kind of a fun thing to watch. Terrence Jones against uh, against uh, Adrian Payne, I think, will be nice to watch as well. Maybe like we well, we made a big mistake with Terrence Jones, but maybe recovered with Adrian Payne at least, which hopefully Adrian Payne can be like a 12-7 and 7 type of guy, which Terrence Jones is for the Houston Rockets, 12-8 and 8 type of guy for them. Not bad if Adrian Payne can become that. That would be pretty nice. Again, it would be a nice way to recover from some of the horrible mistakes that we made in the in the David Kahn era. Dare I say that name ever again? I do apologize. But 114 to 100. Rockets win. Rockets win. Yes, sir. Minnesota then heads to, oh boy, on Sunday, March the 25th, I do believe. And I am incorrect. 
was Wednesday, March the 25th, <laughs> Friday, March 27th, and then Sunday, March 29th, Minnesota gets the, uh, pardon me for this noise, gets the shrimp cocktails ready, gets the lemon into the, uh, into the tomato juice with the shrimp and the, and the Worcestershire sauce. We head to New Orleans, we head to Bourbon Street, and the New Orleans Pelicans are going to do what they've done all season, beat the Timberwolves. Unfortunately. Well, it won't be, they won't be sweeping us just yet. Hopefully the Wolves can save face and win April the 13th. Monday, April the 13th. But they won't win Sunday, March the 29th. No way in hell. Last time the Wolves headed to New Orleans, it was 139-91. I don't think it's going to be a hell of a lot better. Okay, it'll be better than that. But I think the Pelicans are going to are going to beat the Timberwolves. It's just crazy, though, when you, when you look at this. When you look at the, the difference in scoring here. 139 for the Pelicans on November 14th. And on January 23rd, only 92 points. 92. Mr. Uh, Anthony Davis has been in and out with injuries a bit. The brow, we'll just say, has been in and out with some injuries over the course of uh, this season. Minnesota has not come close to scoring triple digits against the Pelicans this year, and they won't in this one. Pelicans win 100-2. Nah, it's in, it's in New Orleans. I'm going to go 110 110 to 95. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be one of those kind of games. I think it's gonna suck. I think the Pelicans are a really, really, really bad matchup for the Timberwolves, and they will win their third game in a row against Minnesota at least this season. Not sure what the streak is overall, but yeah, I think they continue their their winning ways against the Timberwolves. Pelicans will continue to kick our butts. 110 to 95. New Orleans defeats the Timberwolves. Anthony Davis. We're gonna have no match. We're gonna have no match for him. He's gonna dunk all over us. Our perimeter, or our, our down-low defense is not what it needs to be. Gorgie Zhang could be better. He'll he'll get some blocks, maybe. Maybe he'll even block Anthony Davis. That'd be awesome. But just our overall defense has been killing us. And, of course, New Orleans and their three-point shooting, Drew Holiday and such, are just going to smoke us all night. Oh, boy, Tyreek Evans is going to do his thing against us as well. It's just going to be that kind of game, unfortunately. I hate it, but it is what it is. What, what more is there to say? Luke Babbitt might even hit some threes. Wouldn't that be something? Dante Cunningham will probably be a factor. Gordon, if he's ever healthy. And I guess he is this year. <laughs> yep, and Anthony Davis is out with a sprained ankle right now. But probably he'll he'll, he'll probably be back to play, to play against us later, though. Drew Holiday's not been available for a long time, though, unfortunately. So we'll probably see Tyreek Evans. We'll see where things go from there, though. I guess that's just kind of on them. Might as well check on the Pelicans a little bit more here. Omer Ashik again, another huge problem against uh, against us down low as well. New Orleans has not been playing well lately. They've lost three games in a row at least. The Clippers most recently, today, Sunday the 22nd, 107-100. to 100. Okay, I don't blame them for losing in Clipperland because the Clippers have been playing better. But, yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis getting hurt, that sucks. Well, actually, he's back now. Pardon me. <laughs> he is back. He's back from that injury. And there it is. Numbers like that. Those are Kevin Garnett numbers, man. 26, 12, and 5. Two blocks as well. Oh, oh, yeah, and I forgot about Norris Cole. He's on that team. And believe it or not, Mr. Eric Golden has been healthy, and he's been scoring. But no Drew Holiday. So that's the that looks like uh, Mr. Pondexter is going to be the point guard. Or actually, excuse me, what am I talking about? Pondexter is the shooting guard, and Norris Cole will be the the point guard for the Pelicans, and I think they'll beat us, even though they're not playing super well right now. They have been struggling, they've been injured, but with Anthony Davis back, well, Minnesota's still not going to beat the Pelicans. 
I may go back to, uh, <laughs> we'll go with 100, 100 to 90. I'm going to change the score to 100 to 90. It's going to be that kind of game. 100 to 90 against the Pelicans. Okay, so there you go. Wolves go 1 and 3 once again, just like last week, with a win percentage of 0. .250, or just 25%. Yeah, you get the idea. It's going to be that kind of that kind of week again. We'll beat the Lakers. They're, they're kind of like the other Knicks right now, and that's it. It's just going to be the same old story. So with that, let's move on. Let's move on to segment number three with Fan Interaction. Hello, hello, hello. We're ready for segment number three and the fan interaction. I better hop to it right away. The Facebook page, do search for Timberwolves Explosion on Facebook. Click on the one that says company, not group. Company, not group. Well, (laughs) busier than I expected. Definitely busier than I expected for such an icky week. But hey, guys like Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, Joseph Phillips, you guys have been fantastic. Tanae Brown, Kamal Hilton. Oh, thank you guys so, so very much for your contributions to the show, retweeting, favoriting, all that good stuff. Thank you again so much. Again, let's hop to it. I'm wasting my own time here. <laughs> and yours. Vince Germano. Oh, boy. Here we go. Ugh, I hate seeing this, but I have to say it. That Shved bloke's hitting some form. Told you he could play. <laughs> and we'll continue that conversation very briefly when we get more into Shved. Vince Germano then gets really annoyed with me here. <laughs> At least I think he's annoyed. Maybe he's laughing. Kevin Garnett gets the Johnny Flynn Award. Wow. Just wow. I I can just imagine him saying it like that on the Courtside Podcast. Oh, Vince. And again, me and Vince Germano will be returning to the Showtime and T-Wolves show. Showtime being Vince Germano. T-Wolves being me, of course. Such a fun show. Just such a laid-back, fun atmosphere. You'll love listening to that one. It's going to be nice to get back. And we so deeply apologize. I really wish... We could record that weekly, or at least bi-weekly, or bi-weekly, bi-monthly, you know, like once every two weeks or so. It's my own fault. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, it's just our schedules. It's partially my fault, too, for not pushing it more, maybe. Like, like sometimes I don't even say anything, and then the weeks go by. Maybe Vince was available, stuff like that. I apologize. We got to get that show moving, because I think that show could be a... I think people will like that show if we actually record it more often. Anyhow, he was annoyed with what I said about Garnett, and I said probably should have been Pagovich, but I had to. Vince Germano saying, I just want to slap you, LOL. <laughs> LOL. Here we go. Vince annoyed again with my comments <laughs> about Rubio's <laughs> getting YouTubed by James Harden badly. Uh, saying his defense didn't look too good on that play. <laughs> you know how I tend to get that way. I tend to get sarcastic here on the air. Vince Germano saying, made Rubio slipped guarding on that play. Come on now. And then he said, shut up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love when Vince tells Hank McCoy <laughs> that they go and they have a little on-air go. You know, as they like to say in Australia, they went out and they, they had a go. <laughs> Kamel Hilton saying, check out the latest journal's explosion. Joey Wygen. With Joey Wise, an important show at T-Wells coming to ACC next. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, where the the Raptors were playing. Thank you very much, Kamal Hilden, for your support of this show. Thank you so very much indeed. Joe Phillips saying, Zach Levine tossing and hitting the three, a thing of beauty. And yeah, 
Yeah, he when he's making his threes, boy, he's got a he's he's got nice form of that three point shot. Kind of reminds me of Kobe a little bit. And no, on that just the way he lets go of the ball and stuff, it just reminds me of Kobe shooting threes. I'm sure that's why he wears number eight. I think I I, I think so. It dates back to when uh, Levine was probably uber young when Kobe used to wear number eight. Okay, maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. But maybe it doesn't look like he's copying Kobe as much that way, I suppose. Joe Phillips continuing, or Joseph Phillips continuing, saying, the only thing more humbling about losing to a mediocre team, yeah, that being the frickin', frickin' Brooklyn Nets, saying, (laughs) is a player you really hate from the other team. Brooke Lopez playing well. Come on, pups. And yeah, that was one of the worst games ever. Yep, and I said that was an all-around horrible game. And it was, without a doubt. I hate this. I hate it. Do I have to? Do I have to see this? Do I have to talk about it? Anyhow, let's get back on it. Hank saying, Hey, Joey, have you been keeping an eye on Alexi Shred? Check out this. Check out his his line in 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 the OT win against the Spurs. How long before we start seeing Glenn Robinson highlights? Yeah, that's what I probably should have put in the the uh, the uh, back and forth uh, thingy. You know, the the Shadow Man <laughs> soundbite after the first segment. You know how I do that every week now, like we used to in the past as the forecaster, and we'll do it again when forecaster returns one day. Oh man, yeah, that's the name I should have said, not Leitner. But anyhow. Because uh, Leitner's kind of been back in the news lately. That's why I figured I'd say that. He says, this raises a major problem with the Wolves at the moment. The young guys are just not getting the minutes. I'll put it like this. How mad would you be if the Wolves traded away and Bennett, or traded away Bennett and he blew up on another team? Hank, I would be absolutely furious. I'm not sure he'll blow up, but I think he's going to be a good... I think he could be a valuable player. Uh, he's, he's, I think he can rebound. I think he can score on the inside. I just think he needs to be coached better at times. Maybe, you know, he needs to be told where to where to be out there. He needs to be pushed a bit. He needs a coach that can tell him where to go, to be quite honest. Not sure why this is acting this way and why the hell did this get... Ah, why is TJ Hollis's post, like, invisible? That's stupid. What the hell happened here? Because I certainly didn't... didn't uh, I, I do apologize if people can't see it. Hollis, if you can't see it, TJ Hollis. But uh, Hank McCoy saying, yeah, uh, Hank McCoy continuing the comments saying, Shved, Shved, you can bl- blame on Adelman, but you got to play these young guys while the team is young. No point trying to play them when Wiggins and co. are, are, are ready to move to that next step. And at any rate, Wiggins is progressing, and that will be sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, I agree with things there. I do. T.J. Hollis saying, this is everything I said when Shved played for the T-Wolves. Grrr! He's like saying, man, I don't know why the hell. Okay, Philip Brown saying he had been playing some solid ball in the past couple of weeks. We needed it. And, of course, Philip Brown is a Knicks fan, as his uh, profile picture will tell you. And I am going to say this right now, just like I posted on the page. I hate what Edelman did to the team, uh, did to this team, but I'm still not a believer in Alexi Shved. Sorry, guys, I'm still not a believer in Alexi Shved. I gotta give you guys the, uh, <laughs> I gotta give you guys the, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I, I gotta give you guys the, the um, 
Johnny Flynn Memorial for posting about Shred on here. How, how dare you? <laughs> no, this is another huge point that I did get on that I did get into on an earlier show. Hank McCoy saying the T-Wolves should seriously make a major effort this offseason to bring in Tom Thibodeau. Seriously, give him total team control. Could you imagine the potential? Yeah, I would love to have Tom Thibodeau here. We can, we might actually play some freaking defense. You know, wouldn't that be nice? That'd be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Because Tom Thibodeau is absolutely a defensive coach. And I did mention in the past, Dan Barrero was bringing it up too on KFAN. Wolves need to go gung-ho on Tom Thibodeau this offseason because there has been a rift between Thibodeau and the front office there in Chicago land. Joseph Phillips saying, Pups played a lot better against the Raptors, still letting in over 100 points a game. Yep, that's a big number. Anyone know who this guy Buttinger is? Second good game. Might even find a spot Might even find a spot as a starter. <laughs> but seriously, he is playing well. We might be able to send him elsewhere at the end of the season. Yeah, hopefully we can get his stock up. And plus the fact that he is going to be an expiring contract, even even if he does uh, take on the, uh, the opt-in type of deal. I do believe it's a three-year deal. Con- yeah, his contract was a three-year deal, and the third year was an option, and that's this is the third year already, if you can believe it. <laughs> it's just three years of nothing so far. At least the first two were nothing. Joseph Phillips again continuing, saying Minnesota versus New York. Tanking in this game would be far too obvious. I love the way that this game, according to line makers, is a 50-50 type, given how many injuries the team has. And it's <laughs> way what... Does that say about New York? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's tough. Phillips again staying. Yes, Wiggins and Levine look tired. Whole team could use a long break. Last 11 games, boys, hang in there. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's the dog days. You know, it's the dog days, Joseph. Joseph or Joe. I don't know if you like to be called Joseph or prefer Joe. Uh, he says, I think someone spiked the team Gatorade. Terrible effort by all. Shved destroyed his former team. Flip let these guys have a sleep in. And luckily, we still beat them. <laughs> a lot of dumb luck by the Knicks in this game made me sick. Thank God we won in the end. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely. Here we go. Vince Germano said this. <laughs> he said it. He said, Shved, I told you and Marcus ages ago, you two were too hard on him and patience was needed. LOL. Don't deny it. Uh, uh, do I have to? Do I have to accept, like, Shved playing well? Uh, you know, it's a small sample size. It is. Shved had natural talent in the past. He has some natural talent. Is it going to last? I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to be scoring 20 points a game, but maybe he could be a factor, score 9, 9 to 12, maybe even 13 points a game. 20 points, though? I don't know. I don't think that's going to last. No. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't mean to be a hater. I'm just not all the way yet. I mean, Sved was just so soft. It was just like, come on. I do think Flip could have given him a little bit more uh, of a chance. Flip never actually coached Sved, which is kind of sad, to be quite honest. So who knows what would have happened if he actually got a chance to play here. We'll never know, unfortunately. If he actually got a chance to play under somebody other than Adelman. Hank McCoy wrapping up the Facebook section with, Oh boy, surely it hasn't come to this. The Timberwolves had signed a player because he lived two hours away from New York. That is Sean Kilpatrick, who played 10 minutes and got a rebound and attempted one shot. And that was about it. He just was out there, like, attempting to play some defense, basically. And that's about it. Well, good good for him. The Wolves kind of liked him. He's like, uh, all that flip kind of liked him already in the past and all that. But 
and figured, oh, he's close by. Let's give him a shot here. Give him, get him, get some feet wet in the NBA. Even though he wasn't able to make an NBA team in the past, ah, it just kind of is what it is. At at Wolves Explosion for Twitter. At Wolves Explosion, and if you'd like to follow Forecaster at Forecaster TE. Again, all one word there. Um, mostly retweets and favorites when I release the newest show, and I do appreciate that so very much from Tanae and Vince. And Daddy's Daddy's at home. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Thank you guys very much. And, of course, Kamal Hilton. Who all retweeted here? Yeah. Yeah, Vince Tanae and Kamal Hilton. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so, so much. You guys are very, uh, very awesome indeed. Tanae Brown was saying Adrian Payne shoots that mid-range shot. That mid-range jumper too much. I hate flip system. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you, Tanae. Vince again saying, yep, had, had him in the big. I want to be close to the basket as possible. Yeah. I agree without a doubt. A portrait of TG uh, at Torian Gray was saying, this is the low water mark. It has to be. Please. I agree 100%. Because um, I, was, I was basically saying, my God, we suck. Yeah. And that was when we were losing to the... Brooklyn Nets just getting scorched all night. It was very, very, very frustrating. Other than that, mostly favorites, retweets, and and uh, follows and all that stuff. Thank you all so much for your participation and your uh, support of the show. I appreciate it absolutely and endlessly. You guys are the best. Thank you again so much. And if you could tell a friend, some of you out there, maybe some of the people that they haven't, uh, maybe some of you out there haven't, let your name be known on this show. Maybe you haven't joined the Facebook page or you haven't joined, you haven't followed the Twitter. Maybe you do follow the Twitter, but you don't interact with me. Hey, interact with me. Interact with me. I'd like to get to know you. That'd be fantastic. It would be absolutely fantastic. And out there, if you could tell a friend about the show, we'd be greatly appreciated. Get some more people listening. Only because it just helps the show grow. It's not because I'm obsessed with more listeners or because... Uh, and that's all I care about. And I don't care about the, fa- the the people that do listen all the time. Oh, I care about you so much. It's not even funny. Without you, Timberwolves Explosion doesn't exist. So, <laughs> I mean, or I'd be talking to myself. It might exist, but I'd be talking to myself. I'd be. It would be like the old days when I used to record cassette tapes playing video games, pretending I'm reviewing a, a game. Pretending I'm giving out information about a game, and all you really hear is... Mario or, or 1943 or whatever on the NES and I'm just talking about it as I'm playing it. Yeah, I was just talking to myself and I was the only person that was ever going to listen to it. <laughs> I was just doing it for fun, maybe to entertain myself in the future just so I could hear video game music and something other than, uh, you know, being in school or something boring like that back in the old days when I was a kid. But anyhow, there it is. Thank you all again so much for listening. Uh, we'll get through the dog days and we'll be looking forward to the draft again. Hopefully it'll be a fun draft. That would be nice. Would be nice indeed. Until next week, everybody do take care. 